From JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Yeah, very good morning, yeah, it Mike. It really has been an amazing week of sanctions, hasn't it? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, those of us, Mike, those of us with long memories will remember the Iron Curtain. And I thought I'd use this analogy this morning because remember the Iron Curtain was the sort of political barrier erected by the Soviet Union, sort of sealing themselves off after World War One. And, and some of us will, I even know, I've got a good mate that grew up behind the Iron Curtain, now living the dream on Great Barrier Island. But um, economically now, what's happening, I think, is the West is bringing down a new Iron Curtain. So we've got these broad-based economic sanctions that are being put uh, in place. They're being put in place at government level. You're seeing international sporting bodies as well. Now, yeah, but Mike, you've sort of talked about it this morning already. They're now being bolstered by the stand and, and the actions of individual companies. And we've seen sort of piecemeal announcements over the course of the week. I thought we'd try and bring it together. And the comment I would make, Mike, is that, you know, there will be a cumulative economic impact of these. But, you know, some of these moves are symbolic. I mean, I don't think not being able to see Batman is going to bring down the Russian uh, the Russian government. But they could be important in terms of sort of turning populist support against Putin. And really that change, you know, or I think that change has to come from within Russia if we want to see change. But let's have a look at it. First up, uh, yeah, you've got the Hollywood studios, you've got Walt Disney, Warner, Sony, all pulling movies and entertainment. Netflix, I think Netflix might still be available, but they're pulling all the Russian propaganda channels that they were forced to put on air over there. Uh, car manufacturers stepping in as well. You've got the cessation of joint ventures. Uh, who've we got? Ford, General Motors, Jaguar, Land Rover, Renault. Um, the biggest moves being made by the energy companies. Uh, BP walked away from its investment in Rosneft. That's billions of dollars there, Mike. They are just stepping away from that. was the Russian uh, state-owned company, third largest Russian company, one of the biggest, uh, one of the 25 largest oil companies in the world by revenue. BP's been involved there since 2013. ExxonMobil, they're going to discontinue operations at the Sakhalin operations. That's another joint venture in Russia. Oil and gas production up in the Okhotsk Sea. Uh, Nike, they're halting product sales. Apple doing the same. Adidas doing the same. And a slightly different bent, I see Airbnb offering free short-term housing options to refugees who are leaving Russia. So, yeah, you've got this iron, this economic iron curtain coming down, being instigated from the West, from the East. And if you think, you know, the world's a far more global place than it was in the 60s and yep. 70s. So we've got to wait and see how, you know, how keenly this is all felt in Russia. It's an amazing time. Mm. Uh, commodity price index, we like it? It's on fire, Mike, absolutely on fire. You know, you sort of, sort of murmurings going around domestically that we're, we're starting to sort of talk about the prospects of economic recession, sort of boom and bust, you know, too much, it's too much stimulus and then hitting it hard with interest rate rises. But I'll tell you what, the commodity prices are really, they are delivering for exporters. So you've got dairy, aluminium there, the sort of main culprits pushing it higher, but meat, skins and wool as well, Mike. They're up there, uh, price is very strong there. Um, so we're certainly starting to sort of change the conversation at the moment about the TY aluminium smelter, aren't we? With aluminium prices at sort of all time highs, uh, still lots of time to flow under the bridge there so things could change but we've seen that surge in dairy prices this week we've talked about that the ANZ commodity price index up 3.9 percent in February alone and if you look at it in New Zealand dollar terms it's up 29 percent over the last year so it looks like residential property doesn't it so look very healthy tailwind for our commodity exporters happy Fant days fantastic what are the numbers right well uh, all over the shop again um 
we were sort of in positive territory slightly, but uh, Joe, uh, old uh, Powell is talking to the Senate at the moment, isn't he? And he sort of said that maybe they got it wrong on the durability of uh, some of the supply shocks. Surprised there. Uh, anyway, Dow Jones, 33,858, down 32 points right now. Uh, the S&P 500, 4371, down 15 points. Uh, the NASDAQ, as I look at it, 13,623. That's down 129 points. Um, in the other markets overnight, FTSE 100, down 2.5%, 7,237. The Nikkei, uh, up 0.7, 26,577. Shanghai Composite, barely changed, 3,481. Australasia yesterday was positive. The ASX 200, 7,151, up 35 points. It's about half a percent. The NZX 50 gained 1%, 122 points, 12,211. Kiwi dollar, a uh, bit stronger, 0.6785 against the US, 0.9277 Aussie, 0.6138 Euro, pound 0.5093, 78.45 is the Kiwi dollar against the yen. Uh, gold has rallied overnight, $1,928.95. And Brent crude, Mike, no good news here. Overnight, Brent crude actually had 120 a barrel. It has come back down to $113 a barrel, but no relief in sight on that in the short term. You have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, mate. Appreciate it as always. JMIWealth.co.nz and the wonderful Andrew Kelleher.